Welcome to this episode of Podcast in My Car. I'm on the freeway and it's a little loud, but it adds a nice element of adventure to this. In this episode, I'm going to talk with you about how I used to do relationships and all the men that I would be in relationship with and they weren't in consent about me being in multiple relationships. I would hide it. Uh-oh. And I'll let you know what happened with that. I remember when I was in elementary school and there were three boys on the playground in my class. They all wanted to date me. They all wanted to be my boyfriend. And I remember sitting on the swing, little me in who knows what grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, um, sitting on the swing, looking at them. I found, I would look around the playground and I found one of them and I was looking at him, gazing over as he was playing with his friends and I'd be like, what do I like about him? And I would ponder in my head, I remember thinking, I like that he's very outgoing, he's the cool guy in class, you know, that he will make me look good if I date him. Like socially, I'll look like a hot shot. And he's cute, like all the other girls are really attracted to him. So then I went over and I turned my head and I found the other guy that wanted to be my boyfriend and I pondered in my head what about him do I like? And I was like, you know, I like him because he's, he is very creative. He's the kind of cool, creative, artistic guy that skateboards. And, um, but he's really shy. He's quiet. But he's really cute at the same time. And I like that. Really seemed like a good match for me. Then I found the other one. Looked over at him as I'm swinging on the swing playground and think what about him and you know I was thinking I'm not really as attracted to him visually physically however he's super sweet he's so sweet and all the girls in class like him because he just has this energy to him that's very you know I'm not thinking energy stuff in elementary school but If I could translate it to the words I would say now, it was that he had this very friendly, loving uh, presence to him, and I like that. He was easy to get along with, and he was cute. He was shorter, he was cute, and he laughed a lot and smiled and told jokes. So then I thought, like, I looked up at the skies and swinging, and, and I remember just thinking, you know, I really like something about each one of these boys and I don't want to decide and then I remember my best friend she came over and sat next to me on the swing and she said she asked me about it she's like so who do you want you know who do you want to date they're wondering they wanted me to to decide at recess on the playground before recess was over and recess isn't that long you know (laughs) so I'm like I don't know. I was like, you know, her name's Ashley. You know, Ashley, I really like something about each one of them, and I don't know which one. I can't decide. 
and she didn't say anything because this is pretty it's pretty out there for you know a fifth grader to be thinking this way and after I became older and and I you know got into open relationships and things I it clicked in my head it's like well wait a second this isn't new for me this is something that I always wanted this is something that I really wanted when I was younger, but I didn't know it even existed. You know, polyamory, open relationships. I had no idea there was another way of doing relationship <laughs> other than just what I was taught when I was little. And what I was taught when I was little is not good. <laughs> it was definitely not something that set a good example for me and my future uh, in dating and getting in relationship with men so and I'm like wow you know that all makes sense fifth grader me in elementary school at recess with these three boys that wanted to be with me like this all makes sense now so of course little me on the playground ended up going with the guy the cool guy the cool guy who had lots of friends all the girls liked him I ended up choosing him over the other two of course that's what a lot of women do you know go for the bad boy (laughs) disregard the the boys and the guys that look that actually want to commit to you and they want to love you but we go for the I can't tell you how many times I've done this in my life so many times in the past and go for the guy that doesn't give a shit (laughs) it's like ooh, that's hot he doesn't care Uh, Okay, anyway, so I went with him, and he was a complete asshole to me. He was a complete jerk. He was so mean. He would, we were in a relationship. We started dating, and he started making fun of my name. I remember, like, he was, you know, saying my name in a way that had, like, sexual remarks in, in with it. I don't know how to describe it, but he was being an asshole overall, (laughs) and I was like, what the hell, and I remember... I kind of had inherited when I was little, like, a bit of a potty mouth from my my mom. And uh, then I remember just swearing, cussing him out <laughs> in elementary school at recess. I was, like, this, this shy, cute little girl. So imagine me, like, f- you know, fourth grade, fifth grade, like, cussing out this kid on the pillow. Like, I remember the boys were looking at me like, damn, like, she's she is going at it like she does not care oh man anyways well good thing I didn't get in trouble so that was that that was that and then I realized another thing clicked in my head was was wow I ended up choosing the boy that didn't even want what I wanted because back then I wanted I wanted like real relationships I wanted you know, a guy to love me and care about me. And of course, of course, I picked the guy that didn't want that. You know, obviously he he wants it, but he didn't realize he wanted it. And so I was stuck. I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll go try out the other guys. <laughs> so I kind of went over towards them more and I broke up with the, the, the guy who was being mean to me. So anyways, overall, this story is just me sharing this important realization and pattern that I had throughout my life um, 
when I became a teenager, I did that many, many times. I would go for the the bad boy, you know. I would choose him over the guys that were genuinely interested in being in a real relationship with me and loving me and treating me like a freaking queen. I would just, like, push them away like they're a piece of garbage and I would ignore them, you know. So, anyways... very humiliated. I was humiliated in public because of these men that I was getting in relationship with. You know, the kid in elementary school that I dated, he made fun of my name and in front of everyone, everyone was laughing, you know, it was embarrassing, especially for, you know, someone so young to be laughed at like that pretty traumatic and then once I became a little bit older got into my teen years 16 (laughs) 17 18 I was doing the same thing over and over again Uh, I was dating all these men that were you know in hardcore emo bands and then I I really wanted the status of dating a man who has lots of friends he's up on stage like there's a lot of girls that like him and fantasize about him and I liked being in a relationship with guys like that because it made me feel good made me feel like ooh I I captured him you know I I got him to love me you know it it was like a challenge and however I got into relationship with these men and I got into one for quite a while and he was in a band you know played the guitar and he sang and he wrote me songs and oh gosh I don't even want to go into detail about all this but (laughs) long story short long story short he was from Florida and he and I was from Michigan I flew all the way out to Florida for my spring break in high school to meet him for the first time we met off MySpace and oh my god I'm gonna see him for the first time so I'm freaking out and and then people in my class found out I was, like, dating someone from Florida. And then this rumor went around my school that I had this, like, boyfriend from Florida and this and that. It was just crazy. It was chaos. And all the teachers, like, were worried about me. <laughs> it was just craziness. So I got there, and he's drunk. He's so drunk he's falling over. Um... And he's just being ridiculous. And of course, I'm trying to brush it off. It's like, oh, he's just drunk, you know. He'll, he'll, he'll be better tomorrow. And, you know, while he was drunk, he, he sang the song to me that he wrote me. And when I met him for the first time, mind you, this is the first day we met after we got to the hotel from the airport. <laughs> We're on the balcony. He's it's nighttime in Florida, it's humid, and he sits down in front of me, sings this song he wrote for me. It was really good. He's he's a great artist, great musician, on his guitar sang. And and, uh, then he got down on one knee and he proposed to me while he's very drunk. And guess what I said? I said yes. (laughs) So technically when I was, oh geez, I was only 17, 18, 
I was engaged. And so he got, he had this little, you know, this little ring he got and I put it on and I was like, okay, this is, this is awesome. (laughs) I didn't tell anyone. The only people that knew were my friends that came there with me. Um, and they were like, what? What the heck? You're engaged. Like they were freaking out and laughing. I mean, like it was just this, it was, (laughs) it was a circus. It was a circus, but oh God. So that's like you know, I was pretty desperate. I'm going to say that I was pretty desperate for, for attention from men. I just like, I was so tired of it. I wanted a man to commit to me. So it didn't matter if he is floored, drunk. It didn't matter. Like I wanted (laughs) a male's attention. Um, so back then, you know, pretty much any guy who just looked cute, had long hair, tattoos, was in a band. He could he could be in a relationship with me. He could even get engaged to me. <laughs> Heck, why not? Um, <laughs> didn't take much work. You just get drunk and meet her for the first time and she'll say yes. Um, anyways, <laughs> beyond that story, I would go out. So I dated this guy for like six geez, maybe six to eight months, and half half of those months, actually, were him not living even in the same state as me, but we would talk on the phone all night, he was always drunk, and he was at his, lived at his parents' house, or his dad's house, who was also drunk all the time, and it's like, oh man, this is a disaster, but we would argue on the phone, and he would get upset all the time, because I'm going out, and he's like, oh, you're cheating on me, like, and then I found out later he's cheating on me. It was just crazy, crazy, crazy. So, and eventually he came to Michigan. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Come over. And, and he ended up living at my mom's house. My mom was like a little like, okay, is he going to live here? And I'm like, yeah, he'll be here for a little while. And she's like, okay. And she, my mom is really like a sweet person in her own way. And she like, she was nice. So she let him stay there and she kind of grew to like him and all this stuff. So anyway, so he's living at the house now and he wants to go out like every night and he's asking my sister to buy him alcohol like because he didn't have an ID because he had lots of tickets and warrants out for his arrest and like (laughs) from Florida and so I took all of my money that I got a loan, financial uh, loan that I got from my college, and I got money back from it, you know, maybe like a couple thousand dollars or something, and I gave it all to him. I paid for all of his tickets, his misdemeanors, and so he can get his license back, and, and he did. He ended up like doing a lot better and oh shit I missed my exit oh darn it it's taking forever um anyways I'm gonna have to go up like three miles okay so he ended up you know going out I was driving him to job interviews he ended up getting a job you know this was this was very short-lived so he didn't he did not (laughs) keep that job for very long before he got fired because he got choked out in the kitchen where he was a a busboy like washing dishes 
the chef like choked him and pushed him up against the wall. It's like it's just oh my god. And and then so I think like I could save this guy. I could like pay for him to get better. I'll drive him around. He can live with me. No, it just made it worse, worse and worse. And every time we would go out, he would get beaten up by someone because he'd be so drunk and then he would go up to guys and I don't know what would happen but he would get beaten up and uh, they probably saw that he's like he's with me this pretty sweet looking girl and they, they were just like this is a this guy's a douchebag and so they would just beat him up and I'm sitting there crying hysterical screaming as one time we went to a party and he's all of a sudden I hear screaming outside on the deck and I go outside and he is getting beaten over the head with a metal shovel and then he fell off the deck then he ran screaming hysterically through the neighborhood and I come out screaming I'm like what the hell did you guys do and I'm running through the neighborhood trying to find him I finally found him and his nose is dripping blood he's got black eyes he's his jaw got like <laughs> pushed out of place. It was crazy. I was, I was like, oh my god, oh my god. But but I dealt with it because I thought like this is the only kind of guy that would love me. I just had, I just did not value myself at all. And uh, I was hanging on to the relationship, and I just I wanted him to change. I wanted him to get better. It just never was going to happen. So now. What I did after that was I stopped dating guys like that. <laughs> thankfully, 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 I stopped dating men like that. And I started going towards men who were pretty much the opposite of that. I started realizing like, okay, there's something I'm doing wrong. There's a pattern going on here and I need to change that pattern. So I started going out more and meeting other men. And I was meeting men that like were very stable in their life. They were very sweet and loving. They, they would ask me out on dates. They would take me out, you know, they would, they would pay for the dinner. Like it was, it was really sweet and nice. And you can tell they had a really good heart and they were present there with me. So completely different than this other guy or these other guys. <laughs> so I was finally starting to feel like, okay, wow. But then what happened was I started dating three men at a time. I remember when I was like, when I was 18, I dated three men at the same time. And I was going on dates with them at different times of the week. None of them knew about each other. And it came to Valentine's Day and I was still dating all three of them. And they were all very different. So this is, a, this is almost like a flashback of that moment in elementary school, except now I was, like, more mature, and I was actually dating them, and, like, they were mature, and it was, like, this whole thing. So I'm juggling between these three guys. <laughs> and it was fun. I mean, it was, it was, like, fun, but it also wasn't fun, you know, because I would go home and I would feel like shit because I'm lying and I'm like oh they don't know you know and I don't even know I was confused I didn't even know which guy I wanted because I liked all of them I'm like I, I would be in a relationship with all of them so that thing came up for me again and so it was Valentine's Day here's the story it was Valentine's Day and I was at home okay the first thing in the morning I woke up and at the front door there was like there was a knock on the door and 
it was one of my boyfriends or one of the guys I was dating and he had daisies and sunflowers in a vase and I opened up the door and he's, he's he was super cute with like a smile huge like sparkly smile and he was he was super cute and he gave those to me and he's like I just wanted to say happy Valentine's Day I think and gave him a kiss and then he left he went to work and then a little later another guy came to the door <laughs> it was my other date my other boyfriend that I was seeing and he came with roses except this time I was sleeping I was passed out because I had went out the night before and I was so tired I had drank and I was not I was not okay that's way back when when I would go out and, and drink and I don't do any of that but he came to the door with roses and we were supposed to go out to dinner he he made reservations at this super fancy restaurant he was more like the he was the more like show-offy kind of guy he had like a nice car and he you know he always looked really slick and sleek and um I didn't answer we had this all planned out for for days for weeks <laughs> and I didn't answer the phone this isn't really funny because he was he was really heartbroken he really really liked me this guy really really wanted to be with me and um eventually I answered the door but it was after an hour and he like sat outside calling me texting me I'm just like hitting the snooze button like nope nope eventually answered he's like what he's like I thought we were supposed to go out to eat and I'm like oh my goodness yes we were supposed to go out to eat okay <laughs> so we did not go out to eat but I ended up you know saying sorry and he's like well he's like what did you do and I was like well I went I went out last night and he's like oh you know you can tell me when you go out you don't have to lie about it and I'm like oh well anyways so what happened after that was the other guy I was dating like the next day I went out with him for tea and I really really liked him I really wanted to be with him so he was like my main target I was like yes him please and he was so sweet he's from another country but he he lived here for a while and um he gave me a gift he's a Scorpio, you know, and, and I tend to, especially back then, I was really drawn to Scorpio men because they were like very mysterious and they, they're sexy, but mysterious and you just want to know more. And so he was very like that. He's very handsome and he had a gift for me and he gave it to me and it was wrapped up in a little box and he's like, don't open it. Just open it when you get home. I was like, oh, God. I was like, you're really going to make me wait. He's like, yeah, don't open up any cards. Open it up. Like, don't open it up here. Open it up when you get home. I was like, oh, gosh. I really want to open it. So I got home, and I opened it. And it was this really beautiful handmade necklace he made. It was super pretty. It was red and gold. Totally my colors. And uh, it had little gold butterflies on it and it and it had a peace sign in gold down at the bottom I loved it I wore it so much I'm like, oh my god he loves me you know and I didn't find out until later that eventually we I, I broke off with the other two guys and I stayed with him I'm like I I want I want to be in a relationship with this guy so I did and we started dating for you know 
three months, but he never would take me to his parents' house or, like, his parents spoke a completely different language. They were, they were definitely very foreign, and I'm, like, so curious why he's not inviting me over, why he's not coming over to my house. We're always meeting each other out. So eventually, one day, he started acting really weird. It was the first time we were intimate with each other. He fingered me, and he was like for the first time this was happening it was in the car it was definitely not that romantic but then he asked me in the middle of it he's like how many guys have you done this with and I was like um I've done this with you know I don't know probably 10 or 12 and he stopped he like froze up completely stopped pulled away from me he didn't say a word. Okay, so this is a downfall of a Scorpio, by the way. I did another Scorpio for four years. They are like this. And I don't know what the heck is wrong with the guy. And he won't say. He will not say what is going on. And so I'm like, what the heck did I do? And I had no idea that it was because of what I said. Because he didn't freeze up until a little, like, a few minutes after. So I'm like, okay. Now... <laughs> So so he he just he gets in the passenger gets in the front seat of his car. I get in the passenger seat. I try to grab his hand to hold on to it, and he pulls away. He's not saying anything, and I don't I don't really ask him. And then I get home. He just drops me off by my car. I didn't say anything. And I'm like, I'm in shock. I'm like, I don't know if I should cry, or if I should be mad, or what's going on. So I get home and I start crying because I'm like I think. I think I screwed something up. I think I failed. I failed. I messed this whole thing up. <sighs> and days went by. Days. I messaged him. Nope. Nothing. For, for four days. Almost a week went by. I'm on the couch. Waiting and waiting and waiting for him to message me. I'm waiting. Um, my friends are coming over saying, like, are you going to come out? I'm like, nope. I'm not eating food. I'm crying on the couch for a week straight waiting and looking at my phone for this guy to send me a message finally he sent me a message it was this long message that basically said I love you but I'm sorry I cannot be with you and I realized I started falling in love with you that I have to tell you this sooner rather than later is that my family their culture their background they will not allow me to date be in relationship with anyone other than people from the same culture and the ba- same background. So I'm like, damn it. Oh, what the heck? So it was, it was like so beautiful at the same time as it was heartbreaking because I found out that he loved me, which was like, oh my God, dude, someone finally loves me. And then it had to come along with him saying that he couldn't be with me. And it's like, God damn it. I just felt like every single time I would try and try and try. It was a failure and failure over and over again. So that was my life for a while, for a while. And then eventually I moved out to, right after that, pretty soon after that, I moved out to California. And that's when things got a little better. They did. They got a little bit better. Definitely not ideal. I already told the story about my four-year relationship. He was very similar to that guy, except he could be in relationship with me. You know, his parents were, and his family, they were born in the in the U.S. Like, it was totally fine to date a white girl like me. And I was like, okay, so this is good. 
Um, I and 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 so I started to break that pattern of really like shitty, you know, broken. I'm not gonna say shitty, but but broken and hurt men that didn't know how to love me and care for me and didn't know how to communicate and all this stuff. I started to improve a little bit, you know, over time until I eventually met my wonderful partner that I'm in a relationship with now. So, geez, the long journey, the long journey that I went on. Oh my goodness. So what I used to do was I used to like just work so hard to try to get guys to love me please love me please um care about me you know and I would try and try and try and I would just I I wasn't connected to myself I wasn't connected to my body and so what would happen was I would I would keep trying to put out and put out and put out and get them to like me get them to see me get them to do this like and I would always fail over and over again I wasn't creating polarity between the men and I and and then like the men that really did want to be with me I would push those guys away and I would go for the bad boy so I was it was self-sabotage I was kept sabotaging myself over and over and over again um, because I didn't love myself I didn't believe in myself I didn't love myself I was insecure I lacked confidence, I didn't trust myself, so I was constantly dating men that were reflecting that back to me. You know, every relationship that I had been in in the past, they were all just a reflection of the state that I was in at that time. My wake-up call was after my four-year relationship out in California. I finally met this guy. Oh my God, he's my dream guy. He's so handsome. I think I'm going to be with him until two years into the relationship. I'm like, wait a second. I want, I'm like, I want something else. And this, this guy that I'm in a relationship doesn't want to be that, you know, person. So I was torn. Like I said in my previous podcast, like shared all about my journey with that relationship, that man and what I overcame in that relationship and how I really learned how to use my voice and communicate what I wanted to him and get into right relationship a relationship that's aligned with me so really the wake-up call was just terrible relationship after terrible relationship after hurt after pain after tears after breakups after dating multiple men and lying about it after oh gosh the list goes on so after all of that eventually the four-year relationship I thought he was the one forever and then I realized that he wasn't and so that was my that was really my wake-up call was was when I thought I had finally found the California guy like this was it I had spent four years with him his family knew me loved me like my family knew and loved him he traveled to holidays to visit my family like we did all that stuff together so I thought okay well that's gonna be it until I realized like the relationship that he wanted with me was different than what I wanted. And and I didn't realize what kind of relationship I really wanted until I started meeting people and my friends, one of my closest friends, started talking about open relationship and polyamory. And then I'm like, oh, I'm intrigued. I want to know more. And she was in an open relationship. And her and her partner could talk about everything. And then I knew another girl who was in like a 10-year polyamorous relationship. She was girlfriends with this 
this woman who is also a wife to this guy who that girl was also dating. So it's like, whoa, wait a second. You can do this and you can be honest about it. So that was really my wake up call. And I realized that that all of all along since elementary school, that was what I wanted. I didn't want to ever feel trapped or restricted or like I had to lie. I had to cheat. I had to go behind my partner's back and pretend like I don't want to connect or love other people and or do whatever I want with other people but still have a beautiful loving relationship my primary partner so eventually I met my wonderful partner that I'm in a relationship with now and he was on the same page as me hell yeah like I want that too and he was he was a part of the same community as me and he was actually when we met he was boyfriends with he was boyfriend to the girl one of the girls that also had a husband and a girlfriend so she was I mean he was my partner was her (laughs) new boyfriend gosh I know there's like all these boyfriend girlfriend wife husband just crazy so yes he was in a relationship like boyfriend so she was already married and so he met me and he wanted like my partner Zach he wanted his own primary relationship he wanted his own life partner future wifey you know all that goody good stuff and I did too I wanted that but I also wanted to have the freedom to for both of us to love other people too and be in relationships so as we were as Zach and I were getting into a relationship he was still in a relationship with her and we all knew each other we all had we were all very close and we all had similar friends and lovers and all these people like it was one it was wonderful it was so good and um so that that was how it went and I think it's so funny that you know I finally found what I wanted when I you know had the epiphany and the wake-up call of like gosh this isn't working you know four years in a relationship and then it failed it's like what the heck you know that was truly the wake-up call so so that was it and ever since then ever since I met my wonderful partner of now my life had completely changed and I felt a huge weight lift off my shoulder I used to get such bad lumps and pain in my throat I almost thought there's something wrong with my throat I should go to the doctor I used to get it used to hurt so bad I would get really swollen lymph nodes and uh, I was worried for my health for a while and that's when I was in that four-year relationship that wasn't working and I was really struggling I was crying every day and I was like I was thinking there's something wrong with me I should stay in this relationship but I wasn't communicating with him and I realized later after I met my partner now that that lump in my throat was the buildup of pain the toxic buildup of pain that I was holding in I wasn't communicating so you know your throat is connected to your voice communication and so I was holding on to a lot of pain in my voice I remember every time I would want to say something to my old partner um, I would feel that lump get really painful in my throat because I wouldn't say it even though I wanted to say it I just want to scream at the rooftop like this is who I am this is what I want and I would I wouldn't I would hold it back so geez and that would hurt I would 
physically manifest pain and eventually that would have turned into something a lot worse so I'm very very thankful that I chose to open up my throat and I met my amazing partner now and he helped me do that he helped me open up in my voice and he really encouraged me to be honest about who I am in my life and stop holding that back he's such an amazing communicator my partner and like I was a very not good communicator so we really helped each other in that way oh thank goodness I'm so I'm so grateful but that's when that's when I started to feel free oh my god I I finally am in a relationship and I don't feel trapped this is brand new brand spanking new and now I know this isn't for everyone I know that not I'm this is not me saying this because I want everyone to be in a polyamorous open relationship no that is not at all what I believe I believe everyone chooses to be in whatever relationship works for them and they get to choose and decide what works and what doesn't work what works for me was this open polyamory lots of communication talking about our desires our sexual desires and all of that not being afraid of it and it made us grow so much closer to each other and it made me feel like I'm alive again like I can actually truly love my partner and I can allow him to love me back just as much so what I realized throughout this whole journey of mine and relationships and dating men my ups and downs was that communication is so damn important communication we have to tell our partner who we are what we want and even if what we want is a little edgy it's a little scary to talk about it's okay that it's fine because from my experience what has always been so much better for me than holding it in and being ashamed of it was telling it to my partner and you know what whatever my partner and I had to do to get over jealousy to get over fear that one of us is going to leave the other for someone else like we work through it we work through it every single time this has happened multiple times and it's just gotten easier and easier and easier and we've gotten closer and closer and closer which is so amazing and beyond what I ever thought was possible. So just by using my voice, I mean, using my voice and, and willing to understand and listen and not react and breathe and like feel and understand my emotions. Like this is something I never was taught. And I, I don't believe a lot of us were taught this in school about how to deal with our emotions, how to feel, how to have choice in our relationships. Like we were just told to do things one way and that was always frustrating for me Um, until I realized like I choose my reality. I get to pick what I do. Nobody's telling me what to do. And we, damn it, we live in America. Like, I mean, not all of us live in America, but you know, I would say America, yeah, we're pretty damn privileged, you know, in comparison to a lot of other countries out there that were, are very suppressed, very violent. You know, they are threatening their life if they have choice sometimes. You know, they have to choose life 
or death because of the choices they want to make. It's like, oh my gosh. So, so if you live in America or if you live in another country like New Zealand or Australia where they're very open to people expressing themselves and being open about who they are, LGBTQ, polyamorous, you know, this, that, whatever. There are countries out there like, like that exist. And if you live in one of those countries, yes, that's awesome because you have a lot of freedom and take advantage of that. Definitely take advantage of that. I live in the U.S. And yes, I have a lot of freedom here because of that. In many ways, I do. I have the freedom of speaking up and, and in my voice. Um, and not a lot of people can do that because of where they live. So I took advantage of that. I sent myself out of it. And I'm like, I'm just going to say what I want to say. And I'm going to speak up. And I'm going to live the life I want to live. And that's when my life became so much better. And I started feeling like I'm actually alive. This is real. I'm not faking myself anymore. So this is the whole point of like communicating. Communication helped me so much. Learning how to properly communicate and learning how to not be afraid to communicate and learning how to communicate in a way that was receivable and didn't put the other person down. So these are all really important important things. I learned about nonviolent communication. I went and practiced at places like cuddle party, cuddle parties and intimate intimacy gatherings and all kinds of things where it's all about connection all about communication and I really pushed myself to learn about it because I I saw how important communication is in relationships because every time in the past when I didn't communicate the relationship always failed every single time if I can't communicate with my partner the relationship will fail eventually. Sometimes it'll take four years, five years, but there will, will be a lot of tension. There will be a lot of arguing. There'll be a lot of crying until I open my, up my damn voice and speak my truth. Then the relationship will be successful. And it, and it doesn't matter at that point if I have to leave the relationship because they don't like who I am or what I have to say or my, what my truth is. If, they, if that's not right for them, that's better. That's so much better than hanging on to relationships that aren't working and relationships that aren't aligned with me and what I want. So it's so much better to just speak up. And I did. And it changed my whole life. hope to inspire women around the world to make big changes in their life that serve them. I know I did and it truly served me in my life so well. Be sure to follow me at legendary.lady on Instagram.